Welcome to the Wild Grand Rapids message of the week. We hope you're encouraged, strengthened, and experience the presence of God through this message by Pastor Matthew Fuller. All right. You can all sit down. Is this, is this the normal way of this, or is it normally sideways? I feel like it's... This is going to drive me nuts. I got to do it. I'm sorry. Everybody close your eyes real quick while I turn this. I can't stand it. This is my OCD kicking in in front of everybody. Okay. Okay. How we doing? Everybody still good? You still with me? All right. Good. All right. Oh, my goodness. That would have been terrible. Right here? You feel that? Order. All right. How's everybody doing? Man, that was fun, wasn't it? That was a great time. All right. I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story about my journey that I'm on right now. Is that okay? Good, because I have the microphone. That. All right. <laughs> Unless he mutes me. Um, all right, well, I, so many of you know I own a restaurant in town, and restaurants are in an interesting time right now with this good old pandemic. Uh, we are having a lot of fun opening and closing and reopening and closing again and reopening. Um, so I was opening up. I had a grand opening scheduled of a new location at the beginning of March. I know this is going to be a repeat for some of you that know my story, but I, I know that there's people in here that don't, so I'm going to share it with you anyway and just explain to you the journey that I'm on right now. Um, so we were scheduled for a grand opening on uh, sometime in March, the end of March, I believe, is when it was. March 27th, I believe. And we all knew that the coronavirus was coming, and I thought my greatest stress at that time was the fact that my furniture was quarantined in Italy. Little did I know I would be quarantined myself a couple weeks later. So. We're, uh, we have this grand opening scheduled, and uh, I end up buying temporary furniture. Everything is solved, all my issues, no problem in the world. And it's a Monday morning, and I'm on Facebook right before a team meeting, and I'm scrolling, and I see, huh, look at that. Three o'clock today, all dining rooms and restaurants have, are ordered to be closed. This is on a Monday. I was, I was uh, hiring 20 employees on Tuesday that were all ready to start. And we were going to start our training on Tuesday, Wednesday. You were all invited Thursday and Friday for our soft opening that week. And then the following, uh, I believe Monday or Tuesday, I think it was a Tuesday, uh, we were going to have our big grand opening of our new location. Well, the plans changed very quickly. And, uh, and so I'm, I get, I, we go into quarantine, and, I, and I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, I'm like, man, that was really a bummer. Like everything, all this energy that I had, that I had focused my entire life on at that time, just came to a very quick halt. Everything, all this emotional energy that I had built up, that I was waiting for this day, for this grand opening to take place, couldn't happen. And so for me, my process during quarantine, everybody who has kind of a thing that the Lord had, had uh, you know, highlighted to them that we are all working through during quarantine. But the thing that I was working through was the fact that I had put so much of my peace in the fulfillment of a promise instead of the promise fulfiller. And I realized, like, all of this energy that I had placed on something happening, and when it didn't happen, I was crushed. 
And it was, it was a really, it was extremely difficult, but, but the Lord worked this process through me. And all of a sudden I'm like, okay, Lord, okay. I see now that I was, I put all of my energy in something that was temporary. I put all of my energy and all of my focus in something that in an instant can get taken away from me. I don't want to do that again. Even though it was your word to go and to do this thing. It was your word that I followed to go and to open up restaurants in the first place and to open up this new location. I'm following the vision that you have given for me, but my peace was in the promise. My peace was not in the promise maker. And so I, this is the process that I'm going through. Okay, you know, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna do that anymore. And it got really easy. You know, I'm like telling everybody, hey, this is what, this is what the Lord just did with me. I, I, I feel like I was putting all my energy into something that was temporary. And it was really easy to believe that that core value was now established in my life because my restaurants were closed. <laughs> I didn't have any of the stress to deal with. I got to sit on my couch. And I, all of a sudden, this new truth is, is established in my life. And then the restaurants started to reopen again. And we start talking to people and I'm, and I'm, and I'm talking to, to friends and family like, hey, what's the Lord doing in your life? It was like, well, you know, through this process, I realized how much I was putting my emotional state in something happening and not in the Lord. But I tell you what, I cannot wait until dining rooms open back up. Once that happens, then I'm gonna finally have some peace again because I am tired of responding to executive orders right now. This is the same sentence that I said this. I start off saying, this is what the Lord has just taught me. Don't put my peace in situations and circumstances, and it, but I'm tired of this happening right now. And once this, everything opens back up, I'm gonna have peace again. You ever talk to somebody and they're like, you know, honestly, I am one of the most optimistic people in the world, but this country is going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> This is the reality of what we do. Because we believe a, a core value is taking place until the opposition actually presents itself. So I had this peace when there was peace around me. <laughs> it's like, I really love people until I'm with people. But all of a sudden, this thing came back up again and I felt like I was going around the exact same mountain, but I didn't realize it. See, I didn't realize it until Monday. <laughs> Like seven days ago, I'm telling you, I'm on, my, I'm on my journey right now. And I believe sometimes we do have a shame attached to so many things where we feel like we're going around a mountain over and over and over again when it's really the Lord just is establishing core values in our lives. He's establishing things that we are no longer wavering according to circumstances that take place. Like I know that I know that I know that no matter how angry somebody makes me, I am not going to murder them. Because that's a core value in my life. Like there's nothing, like there's no like, well, one day I might murder somebody, the next day I might not. You know, it's, it's just a core value. I've got the baseline established, okay? It, it's with the same with the 4th of July. We just celebrated the 4th of July yesterday. We celebrate it as a holiday because it is a law. It's a federal holiday. But if that federal law was taken away, that the 4th of July was a holiday, we would all still be celebrating because it's a core value that, that is in our lives. 
So we don't follow uh, laws, we're following core values and when we're becoming like Christ. We, we actually become into the image of him, so we're not responding according to the rules that we have been given, but we're responding to the person of Jesus in our lives. And so this is the process that each and every one of us have to go through. When it feels like we're going around the mountain, we're actually just becoming more into the image and the likeness of Christ. He's wanting to establish core values deep, deep, deep within us. So I find myself again, dining rooms aren't fully open. This past week, there's chatter of, of what's going on. We all saw that there's, there are bars that were acting very irresponsibly. They're, they aren't um, uh, managing and following the executive orders that have put in place. And so that puts it a, a taint on the entire industry, on the entire restaurant industry. So all the restaurant owners, we're all mad. We're like, I can't believe the bars did that. Close them down, oh, but don't close them down because then you're gonna close us down too. Don't close anybody down. And so there's this anxiety that was building up all week long. There was a stress that was building up all week long because I was waiting for something to take place before I found my peace. I was waiting for something to take place before then I know that this promise is actually going to come to pass. Once my circumstances and my situations in my life work themselves out, then I know and I can trust in the promise because things are going my way. Can you turn the lights on just a little bit in the front? These ones here, they're very bright. Um, so I'm going and I'm finding this again and then I have a dream. I have a dream on Monday night. And in this dream, somebody comes up to me. And see, I, I still don't see that. I'm doing the exact same thing that, I, that the Lord had taught me not to do at the beginning of quarantine. I don't see that yet. And I have this dream on Monday night and somebody walks up to me and they say, Matthew, it was actually Becca right here. So, so, um, Yes, sir. So when I get prophetic dreams, they're very straightforward. It's usually a person comes up to me and they are, they're the Lord in the dream. And so Becca, you must have had a really good week because he decided to represent himself as you to me in the dream. So whatever you're doing is, is right. Keep on that path. Um, so they're really obvious. A lot of people have these really wild dreams like a boat went up on the rainbow and, and, and Skittles popped out and, and, then, and then the rainbow split and the, and the Skittles fell down upon the earth and it was the Lord saying that he loves me. You know, like they have, we have these really dramatic dreams, but this is like the Lord just, he has to get right, right to the point with me, maybe because I just don't hear very well. So he says, she says to me, Matthew, you need to focus on vision if you're ever gonna get through this thing. And I wake up, and I said, you know what? You're right. I need to realign my vision because I realize what I am focusing on is what I am responding to. Something that my mom always says is what you focus on expands. And when I'm focusing on situations here on this earth, then that is where my faith is. I am responding to situations instead of responding to the voice of the Lord. And so what we end up doing sometimes is we actually look at our situations and we have more faith in the devil's ability to destroy our destiny than the Lord's ability to fulfill it. We're actually looking and responding out of fear of what may or may not happen instead of responding to what it is that he spoke at some point in time. And so we find ourselves in this life all the time in the middle of a promise spoken and a promise fulfilled. There are so many promises that the Lord has given over us that, has, that he has poured out in our lives that we have seen glimpses of taking place, 
But we know that we know that we know that they are somewhere out there. Let's turn our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12, verses one and two. It says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So we're running this race. He says, run this race with endurance that is set before you, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Not looking unto our circumstances, not looking unto the coronavirus, not looking unto, unto the, the lack that we may be experiencing right now. Look at Jesus during the midst of this and continue to run with endurance. So if, we, if we're called to run this race with endurance, how do we do that? How do we actually live this life and not in response to situations that are going on in our lives? Because they, I don't think things are slowing down. This year's just warming up. As we continue going, we have to find a peace in the middle of whatever it is that is taking place. And that peace only comes from his voice. So if I'm going to run this race and I'm going to do it with excellence, if I'm going to do it with endurance, then I have to figure out a pace. We need to learn to pace ourselves in the middle of trying to chase after the promises that the Lord has given us. See, somebody prayed over me this week. And they said, uh, don't wear, don't carry as a burden what the Lord has given you as a gift. It was you. You just said, wow. <laughs> yeah, you prayed that. That was a good word. Can we give Max a round of applause, please? <laughs> Nothing joys me more than to see a room celebrate you. Yeah, it was Tuesday. I don't even know where I was going now. Pace yourself. All right. That's what we got to do. So if I'm exhausted in this race, if I am exhausted with what it is that the Lord has given me, he doesn't need to readjust his promise. He doesn't need to readjust his gift that he has called me into. He doesn't need to readjust the destiny that he has for me. I need to readjust my pace. I need to readjust my alignment and what it is that I'm actually yoking up with. Am I yoking up with the promise or am I yoking up with the promise keeper? Am I yoking up with the, the fulfillment of the promise or am I yoking up with the one who will fulfill my promises that he has given me? Because what, take, what happens is, and it's actually with good intention, it's not to say that, that promises and this journey with the Lord isn't gonna take effort. It's not to say that this journey with the Lord isn't gonna take, it, he even says you haven't resisted yet to bloodshed. You haven't resisted yet to the point of where you're actually sweating blood in the same way that Jesus did. So there is going to be an effort on our part. There is going to be a discipline on our part to continue to run this race, to continue to go through this year, to continue to go through next year, to continue to go through the year after that, to year after that, and year after that, and year after that, as we are fulfilling the promises that the Lord has given us. It's going to take effort. But the source of that effort, the source of the grace, the source of the strength can't come from my own human strength. The source of the peace can't come from the fulfillment of the promise. It has to come from Jesus Christ himself. So we need to pace ourselves in the middle of this. At the very beginning of, of uh, the, 
the stay-at-home orders right before they were released, somebody else gave me a prophetic word. I am so grateful. I'm going to go on a, little, a quick little side trail. I am so grateful for family. There is absolutely no way that I would be able to continue walking if it wasn't for family. I'm talking my natural family. I'm talking my spiritual family. I'm talking about just the family of Christ. If, if you feel like you just, if you don't have those people, I would just can, uh, encourage you to just to cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, surround me with family. Surround me with mothers and fathers in my life because that's where I'm going to find strength. That's where I'm going to find grace. That's where I'm going to find safety because when I am weak, they're going to drag me along. That is the truth. Somebody at the very beginning of quarantine, they gave me a prophetic word. When we went over, we anointed my, my businesses at the beginning of this and, and put oil all over the place and just, you know, did what us charismatics do in, in the businesses. And, uh, but r- right before that, they said, I really feel like that the, as a result of this season, that you're going to be like Isaac and you're going to plant in the middle of drought and that there will be a prosperity that will come as a result. And, uh, and so let's actually turn our Bibles to Genesis chapter 26. Verse 1 says, There was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I will give all these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of the heaven. I will give to your descendants all these land, and in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. So Isaac gets this word from the Lord, and as a result, he decides that it's a good idea to plant in the middle of a drought. You see, when, when we're experiencing a, a, a stress in our life, when we're, when we're in the middle of promise spoken and promise fulfilled, we need to go back and revisit what it is, just as what has come up like twice already during the service. We need to revisit the words that were spoken over us in the times past. We need to revisit the testimonies that we have in the times past. Isaiah 51, 1 through 2 says, Listen to me, you who follow after righteousness. You who seek the Lord, look to the rock from which you were hewn, and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who bore you. For I called him alone, and blessed him, and increased him. Look back to where you came from. Look back to the, the reality that you are actually hidden in Christ Jesus. Get rid of all of the, the, uh, the situational stressors in life and remember where it is that we come from. We're heirs to the throne. We're seated in Christ Jesus. He's our good father and there are no situations or circumstances that are too big for him. So we need to look back and find our testimonies, find the testimonies of what it is that he has done in our lives. And when we find the testimonies, we're able to find our peace. I was, I was, as I was going through this, um, through this week, I'm like a day out of this thing right now, so I'm feeling pretty proud of, of this. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good right now. Business opens back up tomorrow. <laughs> I believe and we're gonna keep on going now. So as, as all these stressors are, are coming up, my mom said to me, she said, you know what, Matthew? I have never in my life seen somebody get the exact same prophetic word as, as you. 
And that is that you, you are going to be, just as what Max was saying that I believe is over this house, is that finances aren't going to be an issue and that you're going to be able to uh, have finances that come in your life so that you can be a blessing to others for the advancement of the kingdom. And I had to remember, she said, you know, this is where I'm grateful for family again. You have to remember the times that the Lord came through in the times of past. Remember when you were close to bankruptcy. I'm in that hobby again. I'm just... <laughs> throwing money out every week. It's an exciting time. Um, so, but remember the times before when you had $300. We had $300 left in our bank account while we owned a business and we were paying out all of our savings every month into the business. I'm telling you these testimonies because I believe that there are people in here that are experiencing stress from life right now. And it's going to be lifted by the end of this morning. There's $300 left, and we go down to a conference. I've shared this story before. We go down to a conference in, in uh, Nashville, and there's a gentleman that has given the offering message, and he tricked me into giving the rest of our money. He said, if you sow today, then the Lord is going to break off lack. And he got me. So we sowed the rest of our money that we had. And that month, our sales doubled. And the next month, our sales doubled again. And the next month, they doubled again. And then in the last eight years, we've had like an 86% increase year over year in sales. So those are the testimonies that I have to look back at, think about, go over in my life, remember what it is that the Lord has done. And then at that point, that's where I can find my peace. Hebrews 12, it says, because you are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, because there are all these people that have gone before you and have seen the victory of Jesus before, look to those people. Look to those that have had the testimonies that have taken place in their lives. If you don't, can't find a testimony for yourself, take somebody else's testimony. Yes. Say, Lord, if you've done it in their life, I know in your word you're not a respecter of person, so I know if you've done it for them, you're going to do it for me. And find your peace. Find the peace that he has for us in the midst of these circumstances. So, so first, we repace ourselves, and then we remember what it is that he has done in our lives and who he says that we are. So as he spoke over, over um, Isaac, and he spoke the testimony, he spoke, he spoke the, the, the blessing that he was going to have. He said, I've given this to your, this same blessing to your father, Abraham, and this blessing is for you too. And so as the prophetic word is released, he does the logical thing and he sows in the middle of drought. In 1 Timothy, verse 118, it says, this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. Plant in the middle of drought. Give when you are actually in need. Give when, it, when you actually don't have. Heal when you're looking for healing. Bless somebody else's marriage when your marriage is struggling. Do the very thing that it is that you are seeking out after. Sow into the very thing that you are expecting the Lord to, to pour out in your life. Do the logical thing, and it's the opposite of what this natural world would tell us to do. 
It's the exact opposite. So it's time to wage war because there is a war in this year over our destinies. There is a war in this year to actually silence the church. I don't know if anybody's seen, but there are actually laws getting put in place that churches can't sing anymore. In America, the land of the free, there is a there is a, an enemy that is trying to silence the voice of the church, that is trying to get rid of our destinies, that is trying to keep us from fulfilling what it is that God know, said would happen because the devil knows that his end is near. <laughs> he hates us. The devil hates us because we, we have the very promise. We have the very thing that he was looking for, that he would be like God. So the devil tries to elevate himself above the Most High so that he wanted to look like God himself. So the Lord casts him down to this place, traps him here on this earth, and then he puts right in front of him the very thing that he was wanting, a people that were created in his image. The very promise, the very fulfillment not even the promise, the very desire that the devil wanted is now living in his home. <laughs> and he doesn't like that. So we're in a time right now where it's time to wage war over our destinies. And the last thing that we need to do is declare those things. As we find the words that have been spoken over our lives, it is time to declare them into the atmosphere. It is time to declare them. We know that the natural world was created by the unseen realm. In Hebrews chapter 11, it says, we know that the world was created by the unseen. He spoke and then there was. There is such a power in declaration as we partner ourselves with the will of the Lord, as we partner ourselves with what it is that he has spoken is going to come to pass, then we actually create that thing with our mouths. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat of its fruit. If we're speaking death, we will eat of the fruit of death. If we are speaking life into our situations and our circumstances, that's the fruit that we're going to partake of. So it's time to bring declaration over our destinies, declaration over the will of the Lord, over the church and this nation. Declaration over the, over the adverse circumstances are taking place. Cursing this virus. I am sick and tired of it. And bringing peace into the situations that are raging in our lives. So as Isaac goes and he gets blessed, it says that uh, after he planted, he began to prosper. And he kept on prospering so that he was, until he was prosperous. He was so prosperous that he was prosperous. And there was envy, and he was actually driven out of that land as a result of the prosperity. And, and even as was prophesied this morning, I, I was thinking about this, this scripture as, as we were worshiping, that we have now entered into a new season. I believe that the, those that have actually planted in this season and are going to enter into a new season. And, and as um, Isaac was taken out of one land, he was planted into another land. He was put into a new land. He had to start digging wells. He started to dig a well, and as he dug that well, there was opposition over the first well that was dug. And then so he said, you know what, I'm going to dig another well. And he digs another well, and there was opposition from the people that were already dwelling in the land. They said, no, that was our well. And so he goes and he digs another well. Until then, there was no more opposition. And, it, and I feel like this season, many of us have experienced things in our businesses, in our families, in our, in our homes, in our church, that we've had to try something new. We've had to dig a new well. We've had to try to, to create a new reality. We've had to try to figure out something different. And, and it seems like there's been opposition. 
And then so it's time to continue to dig, to move on to the next well and to keep on digging and to keep on digging and to keep on digging until it says that the Lord's uh, at the point where there was no opposition. He said that I know then that the Lord has a place for me here and that I will be fruitful. There is, there is a place that the Lord is bringing us into that is going to bring a fruitfulness and a prosperity as we continue to dig with perseverance and not wait for the promise for our peace. Second Corinthians 4, 7 says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of ourselves. I personally went through a week of repentance, of daily repentance, saying, Lord, I'm, I might keep going around this mountain, but I'm not this week. Lord, I want to trust you in a new way. I want your process to have its fulfillment in my life so that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of me. So that I don't have something that's just shiny and looks pretty and I say, look what the Lord did where the entire time I was doing it on my own. Oftentimes we'll take a promise from the Lord, something that he's spoken in our lives and like, thank you, I'll take it from here. And then we get this, this vision going and, and we, we, we develop a strategy and we have a plan and we focus on it and then we show it off. Like, look what the Lord did through me. But I believe that he is stripping us down into a place of humility so that everything we do, when we peel back, all we see is Jesus. When we peel back my business, all you see is Jesus. When you peel back my family, all you see is Jesus. When you open the hood of what my marriage looks like, it's Jesus underneath. Where everything that remains is, is Jesus himself. And the only way that we can do this is that if we focus our vision upon him. Later on in Hebrews 12, it says, make straight paths for your feet so that which is lame does not become dislocated. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 3 that the way to do that is to lean not on our own understanding. In everything, acknowledge him. And the NIV says, and he will make your path straight. We have to follow the path that Jesus has for our lives and not try to to seek after these promises for self-gratitude and for self-fulfillment. And to trust that what he says is going to come to pass because he is the promise maker and he is the promise keeper. He is the beginning, the end. He is the alpha and the omega. He will see us through and he's not giving up halfway through. He's not giving up on us halfway through. He's going to continue going and he's going to continue being the conquering king tomorrow. He's going to continue being the conquering king the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day. So I want my peace to be resting in him, not on my promise being fulfilled. I want my vision to be placed upon Jesus Christ himself and not my vision on the promises. And so I feel like there's a redirecting of our eyes off of the things that are taking place on a daily basis because they're gonna go up and they're gonna go down and the situations are gonna change tomorrow. They're gonna, we could hear you know, in a day that everything gets shut down But does my peace rely on that or is my peace upon Jesus Christ? Is my peace in in my focus in heavenly places? What is it that I'm looking at? Where is my vision? I really feel like there's a a realignment of vision. So I'm going to pray. Father, I pray that you would birth in each and every one of us 
true vision. Lord, that we would slow down and remember the testimonies we would find our peace. Remember the testimonies of what you have done in our lives. We look back at what it is that you have done. We see where you came through over and over and over again. Lord, we see where your grace was sufficient, where we're still walking through. We're still moving forward. And we thank you for those testimonies of what you have done, Lord. We thank you for the testimonies of your grace and your goodness, Lord, in our lives. And Father, we dig up those prophetic words that you have spoken over us. And we wage war today. We wage war with the words that have been spoken over us. And we don't allow them just to be in the past. But Lord, we set them in front of us in the same way that you did with Isaac. You said, I will bless you. I promise your father and I promise you. I will bless you. So we put those prophetic words, the promises, the fulfillment of those promises ahead of us. And we see you holding them in your hands, Jesus. And we run this race with endurance. As we find our vision, we find our strength to continue going forward. Thank you, Lord, for what it is that you're doing in this season. We're grateful for this season, God. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to share another testimony real quick because I really feel like there's people that have felt abandoned by the Lord and uh, that, that do just feel lonely and feel like they don't, they don't have the people in their lives that, are, that they need to be able to speak these prophetic words or speak these destinies. I was, last week I was in a call I was with a bunch of strangers from all over the world. And uh, I was on a, a leader, Bethel Leaders Network call. And we had just uh, launched, are we announcing that yet? The, yeah, okay. So we had just launched uh, uh, something called Kingdom Business Network um, that uh, Apostle Kathy had founded. And it's, it's a business network of leaders um, that believe that the, that the church is way bigger than Sunday mornings. Uh, we believe that the kingdom advances a more than from 10 to noon, once a week. And what we're, what we're doing is we're gathering business leaders together so that we can come up and brainstorm strategies and ideas of what it looks like to have the kingdom advancing itself through our businesses so that we can actually transform the world through business. So we had our first pilot group a week or two ago with, with some area uh, leaders in business, which was really a fun time. Um, but so that call happened, and then later on in the day, I was on this call from people from all over the world. I'm talking like everywhere imaginable. It was, it was very cool. And as we're talking and we're wrapping up, and I said to the Lord, and, and, and I'm being very transparent with everybody. We're all, we're all on a journey, and it's, it's good to know that um, nobody's got it all together because I really feel like oftentimes then we can look at somebody else's lives and be like, man, they've just got it all together. It's so shiny, and it's unattainable. We're all on a journey together, and there's things that, that we're all experiencing as a result of what's taking place. Um, mine happens to be that money likes to fly out of my pockets right now. Um, and so... I'm, I'm in this, uh, this journey and I'm feeling the stress and, and the, the anxiety of what's going on. And I'm on this leaders network call and I said, Lord, I don't know any of these people. Nobody knows my circumstances or what's going on. But if somebody wants to get, if you would just give somebody a prophetic word, even though I've heard the word and I just can believe on the testimonies, I just need a little refresher right now. 
And so we're going and the call is ending. And a lady that's leading this from Bethel actually says, I'm going to pray for everybody on this call right now. And she starts to pray and she starts prophesying. And she says, and I really believe that there's going to be a financial prosperity that is coming to you. Actually, this word is specifically for you, Matthew. Yeah, that's your name. Matthew, I believe over your life that you're gonna, uh, there's going to be a financial prosperity that is going to be poured out over your life for the advancement of the kingdom. That even though your circumstance and your situation right now may look contrary, the Lord's promise is still true and that his, he will financially be able, will bless you in this season. And then she keeps going. And I really feel like there's a network and there's going to be an influence, that there's going to be a global influence over a network that you have, that you have started. Um, and that there's going to be a global influence in business and that you carry an apostolic mantle to transform and to raise up businesses that are just going to transform the world. I thought, you are still on the throne after all. <laughs> I forgot about that. I'm, I'm here to tell you that even though there are situations and circumstances, he is still going to come through. Even though things may look adverse to what it is that the Lord's promises are over your life, he is still going to come through and he is still faithful. He is still willing and able to conquer every circumstance and situation. These are a bunch of strangers in my life. Even if I hadn't had the people that were around me giving the prophetic words, that was enough to for me to see clearly in the future to give me the strength to run towards the vision that the Lord has for my life. So I want to encourage you, continue that 10 minutes a day thing that we started last week. Continue just being silent with the Lord, soaking in his presence, get rid of all the distractions and listen to his voice over your life and ask him, Lord, what is it that you're speaking to me? It's great to have from people, but he's also willing to speak directly to you. He's willing to speak directly to your heart. And he wants you to hear for yourself what it is that he has for your life and for the promises, the destinies, the gifts, the callings that he has for you, for the advancement of his kingdom, for Jesus to get glory on this earth. All right. I feel lighter. I feel great. Have a great week. I love you guys. You're blessed. For listening. We hope you were impacted by this message. For more information about The Well Grand Rapids, please visit our website at www.thewellgr.com.